The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture and pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Intro. Okay. Do it. Let's, let's do it intro way. Intro way. Uh, welcome to Tangency. I know I know. usually, uh, actually before I, I even introduce the show, I should say, sorry it's been so long between drinks. It has been, uh, it's been months. Possibly years, I don't know. It's been a very long time between Tangent Cities, but we're, we're finally uh, getting back in front of the mics and we are uh, going to try to start doing these more regularly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is your name Nick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am joined uh, by that laughing person over there, which is uh, my wife, Catherine, and we're also joined by my mate, Lee. Hello. And we are here to talk about all things in the LucasArts Star Wars universe because we've just come off May the 4th. And, uh, and there's, you know, lots, there's so much Star Wars content that's just been, you know, coming out and is coming out. Uh, and, uh, Kat had a great idea that uh, maybe we should talk about the, uh, you know, Star Wars timeline, uh, because sometimes it can get a bit confusing as to where things sit. <laughs> I find myself the the typical um, wife of a Star Wars fan sat there just going, I don't know where we are or what we're watching. <laughs> because we've also been watching a lot of Star Wars content recently. So you pulled out the um, uh, 4Ks mm-hmm. and we started watching the movies from scratch again. That's awesome. Yeah. It's very awesome. And I've got to say, like, having the 4K TV has been a game changer because you guys oh, have got yeah. 4K, haven't you? Just like when it goes pitch black and you're like, Whoa, that's really dark. Yeah. (laughs) It's brilliant. So it's really cool watching space stuff Mm. um, on the old 4K. And then we've been watching sort of in between we um, managed to get Bad Batch watched. Um, We finished that Mm -hmm. off finally because we had a bit of a gap and I'm not sure what caused the gap. But at some stage we dropped Bad Batch. I think it just comes down to like you're watching stuff and then other stuff takes over. And so you just kind of like push things to the side and then you go, oh, hang on, we didn't finish watching that. Mm. So then you go back to it. So And there's a lot of episodes per season in Bad mm. Batch, Batch. So you can put it down and pick it up again and break it into chunks, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. manageable. So we yeah, did, did Bad Batch and now we're watching, trying to watch all of Rebels before Ahsoka comes out. Oh, I don't think that's going to be a big push because how many seasons of Rebels is there? Four. Yeah, it's doable. And I think it's like there's maybe, I think there's a range of like there's 12 then like a, maybe an 18. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, some so of the it, episodes are a little bit longer, yeah. aren't they? Some of the, yeah. yeah, some of the seasons have got more episodes in it. I think in the middle too. I think, yeah, it's, okay. I think it's important to watch it before seeing Ahsoka though. Cause oh, for sure. It's like when, like the first season. There'll be a lot of connective tissue. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the first season is not a lot, but the second season Oh, end of first season into the second season, they really start getting into more of it, mm. like with the Soka and Rex turning up and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see if Rex actually. I don't know because again, I haven't can't remember seeing all of Rebels. So I don't know if. Uh, Rex oh, had is, you watched some of Rebels before? I'd watched some of Rebels, not all of it though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure where Rex's story, if his, has ended or whether he's still like you know kicking around the uh, universe. Okay. Because that's the thing you, you were making the point. Like you see Bad Batch, 
But Bad Batch, even though it came out like in the last couple of years, mm. that was made, that's set before Rebels. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to be. But you do get a feel for where that fits into the timeline because you know that that's where they get rid of the, what's the cloning planet well, where they blow up all that stuff? Camino? Yeah, Camino, um, yeah. Doesn't um, the very first episode of Bad Batch start off with Order 66? I think so, yeah. So yeah. that's a real nice marker. Mm. So you kind of go right mm. at the end, episode three, this is where this sort of takes off. Yeah. Yeah. And then blowing up Kamino kind of gives you a sort of a, you know, obviously all the cloning stop yeah. at that point. Yeah. And so. Bit of a reset. And then yeah. they've they like got the uh, recruiting the stormtroopers mm. and that changeover between the clones and uh, the enlisted mm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was, I think it's, it's amazing to think with, with Star Wars that for so long, all we had was episode uh, four, five, and six. And uh, since then, uh, all this. It even has a name. The dark times <laughs> yeah. for the monks of fans where there was oh, really? nothing and there was no new content. There was, you know, it only was the expanded universe mm, novels mm. and that's pretty much all you had to go on and a few comics and stuff, but there was no talk of anything new. There's no toys coming out or nothing like that. And yeah, but that all changed with episode one. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just so, so unusual that there was such a, a, a gap. And now we've just had so much of, uh, that time period filled in. Mm. Um, I mean, in, as I said, like with, with novels and a lot of the, the old expanded universe novels, they got like decanonized. So yeah, but they're, they're cherry picking the best bits out of it by the least. Yeah. <laughs> and even oh, probably the most famous EU novelist is Timothy Zahn, I think is his name. And he's done some, canonized novels since then mm-hmm. a couple of trilogies actually around thrown and is, is so, there a process to get things canonized and and and, and uh, is there a process where they go through and say no this isn't canon like i think from the buy over yeah anything written pre that just got ah. made legends or mm. sort of categorized differently and mm. um and anything written from then is considered canon i think because okay. Because Dark Horse Comics, they had the license for Star Wars. Mm. So they did so many good, like, Star Wars comics that were really interesting. And, uh, but all those are now just what ifs. At the end of the day, they've all become yeah. alternate realities because they're not, you know, part of the, 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 the canon of Star Wars. Mm. They but, classify it as legends mm. and it really sort of almost sits like fan fiction. Mm, mm. So Visions is the same thing. Like, Visions is like, Kind of a fan fictiony version of Star Wars. It, it sort of reminds me a, a little bit of a Star Wars version of like the Animatrix cross yes, with yeah. What If or something. Uh, okay. So it's getting you know different art styles mm. brought to telling a story that could be in that universe if someone reimagined it, maybe. Mm. But then Marvel Comics, when uh, Disney bought, obviously Disney owned Marvel, they bought LucasArts. They started to make the comics that filled in the gaps after A New Hope and between A New mm. Hope and Empire. Mm-hmm. And that's considered canon too. Yes. Yeah. So mm. that's, uh, so th- those are ones I'm reading. So that's had the, um, the stories between A New Hope and Empire. Mm. And now they're doing between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And, and the volume of content now from those comics. It's, I can't keep up. Yeah. There's so much of yeah. it. Around about the time, they did a whole bunch of bounty hunter stuff and mm. crossover banners. I kind of got lost. Yeah. <laughs> and since then, I've had to go like, all right, I'll catch up at some point. But yeah, I was, it's, yeah, I've, I've stopped buying the trade paperbacks because yeah. I've just got too much to read back catalogue. Oh, it's immense. It's a, like, I've got. Like, There's enough like content on the, you know, movies mm, and, yeah. the, and the TV shows. And so I've, tr- I've tried to get through, you know, Rebels, Clone Wars, mm. and Bad Batch. And, 
just can't put the time to it because it's yeah. it's not the sort of thing that Tracy wants to watch. Yeah, so yeah. I have to kind of watch it, you know, late at night or something, and, mm. and just kind of pick it up for about a handful of episodes, and then have to put it down. Yeah, you got limited time. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of. There's, but there's a lot to get through. I mean, if you were to cover everything and be like a super fan. Geez, you wouldn't be able to do much else. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, like that people obviously watch it and watch it to a point where they can start quoting different yeah. things and like it's they can recall level. like yeah. all these names and and that sort of thing. Like when you go to quiz nights and people can just pull out this information, you think, "Wow, how many times have you watched this? Mm. It's amazing." So the I think Wikipedia is the Star Wars um, mm. Wikipedia page. Mm. It's like they've got that sort of database in their brain yeah and maybe they do spend some time like browsing through that kind of information as well yeah deep deep dive stuff but yeah it's just uh there is so much out there but that's that's why you're saying that you're like if you get the books like generally speaking the books will say like here is the timeline and this is where this book sits within the timeline Mm uh obviously with the the comics you you're knowing that like you're in between, uh, you know, Empire Return of the Jedi, and you get a feel for just how mm. close you are to uh, Return of the Jedi. Like in in the recent comics, uh, Luke just lost uh, his lightsaber, mm. and the lightsaber he had was this yellow bladed lightsaber for quite a while. <laughs> and that's, a, that's a nice callback to the toy. Yeah, uh, and, nice. So- yeah, that makes a bit of sense. And and then he's he's now that's been destroyed, and so obviously he's got to go and reconstruct a new lightsaber, and it's going to be the green lightsaber that he has in Return of the Jedi. Mm. So it's actually a deleted scene of him assembling that or doing some maintenance on that. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's good. Well, that's that's the thing. That's all the interesting kind of stuff is like because there's. Like the Luke in Empire and the Luke in Jedi, a lot has ha- happened to that oh, guy yeah. in between, and that's a great thing about the is the comics is it fills in that gap. And but the thing is, the comics are very like there's a specific person who will be able to get the comics and read them. Uh, a lot of people just find the whole uh, you know artwork and and the uh, the text bubbles and stuff and can't immerse themselves in them. So there's a like, but, but also can, the comic has the real benefit of if you're looking for a bit of confirmation as to where it sits it has the graphical clues you know costumes and yeah, things yeah. like that mm. and, and things so that that can help mm. sort of place it as well yeah. but the the thing is like, I, I think they can take those comics and they could turn those comics into animated series as well yeah definitely. like you've already got the your storyboards basically done so yeah. you can the, make them into, into the blank slate is pretty infinite you know, you've got a huge scope mm, to, mm. to explore but yeah i think um even even the gaps between the movies where they're now filling in with comics, they've even taken that trick and applied it to Mandoverse as well. Like yes. they, they jumped two years when Grogu was training yeah. with Luke. Mm. No mention of it anywhere, but you, you watch there'll be a whole bunch of literature on it at some point, I bet, to fill in the gap. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, definitely. Grogu has <laughs> his powers have increased uh, exponentially uh, in between just, seasons. Just two not his vocal powers. Mm. No, no. He's, he's, yeah. he's managed his to. His capacity to press buttons, though, is very good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> That's but, probably one of the highlight comedy moments of that season. Oh, I think. that's brilliant. But I thought it was funny that Filoni was saying, no, 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 you will get to hear Grogu speak in season three, you cheating bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he wasn't lying necessarily. Yeah. Just stretching it. Yes, yeah. He, was, he did say he do, a he word. He does talk from a certain yeah. point of view. Yeah. Mm. Well, I did, do think he did say when I think uh, there was a, an episode where Bo and uh, Dinjarin were in the on the ship, and they both said, "This is the way." 
and then I think Grogu said something and it sounded kind of like this is the way, but yeah. you're not quite. So maybe that is his first kind of words. I think it's a good attempt at yeah. echoing what they said, but not quite right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's cute as. I think that seems to be the endearing aspect of that series is the likability of that little guy. It just yeah. doesn't diminish. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really, really strong. It's good. I think pulled some great design cues into it when when they created that character. Mm. I think it was good. Yeah, because, I mean, Yoda was always a beloved character, mm. so just making it a really a, cute A youthful version, version of that. It's like, oh, you <laughs> yeah. went across the board, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's very sweet. And the interactions are very, very um, nice between, like, him and, um, mm. and Din Djarin as mm. well. It's just, it's just there's something very sweet about the whole thing. But then they, they do some, like, really full-on things. Like, you've got this little kid that eats... Like eggs. <laughs> yeah. Just like nom nom nom. The last of that family's lineage. Oh, just just like, munching away. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, what Lewis was getting to um, before was that, you know, with the timeline, you've got all of this content and it is difficult to work out what falls where because I think a lot of the shows, they do make them um, effective as standalone shows as well. So they don't Quite really- Quite well, I think. I too. think, yeah. yeah. And so to place them in the timeline can be a little bit- um, challenging for someone that's not across the whole wikipedia mm. um aspect of knowledge and and i think that what i was saying is that you know you need like that sort of like that timeline with all the different titles and hmm. at the beginning of each show just have like a you are here <laughs> <laughs> well do you so know that they did that for the very first time ever at the at this first episode of andor it went ah. where four years oh, yeah, bby yeah. at the start and oh it's yeah the only, it's the only time they've ever put a timeline nod on anything yeah that's true apart from yeah episode or you know the title crawl yeah it's the first time i'd seen that bby being used as well so that was interesting and it also reminded me of what they did for the first time in rogue one and i definitely think andor and andor season two and rogue one will feel like a trilogy or Mm. a story in itself by the same hand and the same sort of feel but in um rogue one they put the name of the planet when they kind of you, when you saw it on approach, they actually put the name up. Yeah, because mm. they've never done that before either. And I think, mm. and kind of go, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, why not put the name of the planet up? Which is as well. That, which is saying I think they probably stole that from Guardians because with Guardians, mm. wherever they go to a new place, it was always the name of the place would come up, like Morak or something. Yeah, mm. yeah. But the it was interesting. Interesting with um uh, with Andor because originally they were saying it was going to be two series, uh, two series uh, of two seasons of it, and. Then they were like, oh, no, no it's going to be more. Uh, but now I think they've gone back to the original two-season kind of thing. Two and movie and done. Yeah. And so the and the second season of it is apparently going to be set like a few days before Rogue mm. One. So it's really going the to be... The last episode. Will t- oh, I think season two jumps hurt. across a bunch of time. Mm. So, you know, Andor did a nice job of compartmentalizing a few stories over mm. like three episodes mm. and sort of told a tale. I think there'll be a bit more of that, but each time they move on to the next act or jump forward in time a bit I yeah, think, yeah. by the sounds of it I, th- I think but the, it's not due to come out till 2024 yeah I think at celebrations they were in London because they were filming it I think oh okay it's so it's so weird though when you watch uh, you've watched Andor uh, and seen what Cassian's like in, in Andor mm. And then you watch Rogue One and see at the very beginning what how he's become like the rebel he's supposed to be, but how like when when that 
that guy at the beginning of it kind of like uh, realizes they're about to get captured and Cassian's just like, it's okay, it's going to be fine and then just kills him. Mm. Like he, he knows that the, you know, the guy can't be captured mm. and he just makes that call and does it and he's just that person who's going to make those hard choices and, and mm. just go through with it. But he's not that guy in Yet. Andor. Mm. You've got you to see him become that person. You see a little glimpse of it every now and again, mm. just like when he takes out the the traitorous guy within the, oh, yeah. the heist group, yeah. that sort of quick sort of bumping off. You're like, hmm, yeah, he's got some cold moves on him. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed that show. It was weird though. It was, Andor to me was a very slow kind of burn. Mm. Like those first three episodes were like, oh, but when they get into it and they're doing the, the heist and everything like that, and then he gets captured and then, mm. yeah, it just, oh, it's, it's, it's quite. Do you think it's slow? It feels slower because we know where it ends. And so we're just like, you know, how much are we going to see? Like, we know that it's all going to happen and we're just waiting for it's kind of cruel in a way <laughs> i think i think it's more that the uh we're so used to the mandalorian way of doing things and mando well, does the way yeah this is the way mando doesn't stretch things out it like you know i thought that you know season three was going to be all about him uh going and to mandalore and finding the living waters and becoming a mandalorian again and that was going to be a like six episode arc mm. but they did that in two episodes yeah. so it's they're, they're very quick whereas with um Andor, they went okay uh three episodes of this then three episodes of this then three episodes of this and they gave the time to tell the story mm. um so yeah it was just a different different way of storytelling and also mm. they they weren't like using the volume uh they were using a lot of practical sets and things yeah. like that so that felt very different as well yeah felt a bit more cinematic as mm. a result i think but the I was actually surprised when they announced it was going to be 12 episodes a season. I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a fair length season considering you're used to, you know, six for, was it six six for Boba Fett or six for Kenobi and seven for Boba Fett and eight for, um, Mando? The Mm. 12s, it's like, oh yeah, it's like a season Mm -hmm. and a half. Excellent. And then it's sort of, when you watch it, it's like, well, it feels like they needed that time to tell that sort of, you know, long narrative, slow build Mm. to get Mm. all the sort of invested interest that made it, really really good it needed its time to tell that tale i think and yeah definitely. i think it, and you know it, recently at celebration i sort of reminded of you know that star wars jumping in point for somebody can be absolutely anything it can be the comics the books the mm, cartoons yeah. and they and they pitch it at a very young age with like the young jedi series mm. that's come out and andor would have to be i think at the furthest other end of the spectrum that's for adults yeah that's a yeah. proper grown-up story told very very well i think from a smart point of view and you know really having long payoffs and you know for young kids with short attention spans oh, that's not nah, their star wars it's not for them mm, it's definitely mm. for me though that's, <laughs> yeah. i think that that's probably a good point is that it's probably got more depth to it because mm. you're staying with um a relatively small amount of story but they're giving it a lot of depth and it's that's probably where the heart of it's coming from for sure so you know with that mandalorian you've got the development of the relationship between um, Dinjarin and Grogu, but, and there's other characters obviously in it, but it's kind of, that's the heart of the story. Whereas with Andor, it wasn't going to necessarily be a love story, but, um, it needed to have some sort of heart in it because he becomes quite ruthless. Mm, mm. <laughs> I think the, the difference for me is that the, the smaller characters in Andor, you got to know them too and sort of felt mm. for, and empathize, empathize with them as well. Even 
Um, one of the characters is the boyfriend of Asian, Cassian's friend, um, Bix, I think her name is, Tim, mm-hmm. who makes that call and dobs him in. Yeah. He ends up dying and you feel bad for him because you still get to connect with him a little bit. He made a drunken, stupid decision to kick the whole thing off. And you're like, you know, that could be easily a glossed over non-character. But mm-hmm. they actually spent the time to kind of, even on a small person that sort of bites the bullet, you still kind of, you know, fell for him a bit. And mm. I, I think you wouldn't get that level of investment narratively with, you know, a 24-minute episode of The Mandalorian and it's a little side quest and you're back to where you started kind of thing. But Yeah, and it focuses probably less on the... um Less on the action and more on the characters. Mm. So it's quite it's quite good like that when you think of that. And I hadn't got, thought about his death. You also got to see like a big character in Mon Mothma getting mm. to yes. see some of her backstory. Yeah, that's that's a heartbreaker. That yeah. that arranged marriage that she has to go mm. to to secure the funds. Just I just never thought they were gonna put that degree of heartache around that character, but I thought it was really good. But they seem to do that almost at every turn. They 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 properly flesh out mm, the characters mm. in that show. And I think that's probably why I think it's probably not, it's probably one of the best Star Wars bits of content put out there for a long time. And mm. last year, probably my favorite TV show, I think. Mm. I'm looking forward to season two. Uh, I'm interested to see where Momothma's story goes mm. uh, because like, obviously when we've seen her in the, the movies, all we've ever seen is her being in command and you never hear of any you know, husband or child or anything or like motivation that. Motivation for her mm. taking that command role. Yeah, so mm. it's going to be interesting to see how that, that turns out. Actually, one of the, the things in the comics um there's they're, they're doing the, the as the story of empire between empire and uh, return of jedi there do you remember in um uh right was it, no, it was the last jedi there was the the purple haired uh leader um what was her name um Huck- uh, no, no, um, uh, it was um, who jumps the ship? Yeah, who jumps the ship? Yeah. Who, who goes to hyperspace through <laughs> a ship? <laughs> You're too trying oh. to recall. <laughs> I'll get it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But she turns up in uh, in this comic and her and Lando are like in prison together mm. and they're just like, well, what have we got nothing else to do? So let's get it on. <laughs> yeah. nice. I was like, so it was just, it was weird seeing like this character who the first time she rocked up was just in the, the movie mm. and then all of a sudden this is like, decades earlier and she's just turned up in the comic so yeah it's it's i'm liking the the way that they they fill things in and i guess the um the obi-wan kenobi story uh is a really good example of them you know filling in time because Mm. uh at at the before the obi-wan movie i guess he did turn up a bit in clone wars and stuff like that but most people's idea of Obi-Wan is he just like, you know, went to Tatooine and just like rocked around as a... Sat in a cave. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just rocked his caveness for uh, like 20 years <laughs> until... Sat in a cave, Luke grew a more impressive the, the mopey Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but he didn't... Like he, he, he got out there and he, he did some stuff and... He chopped up some giant fish. Yeah. Par- apparently he, he uh, met uh, Princess Leia when she was a lot younger and... Uh, mm. Uh, which is it, it does make it was a nice bait and switch from the trailer. I thought, yes, to show, yeah. show young Luke, and then it was like, no, no, it's not really about him. It's about yeah. about the other twin, which I thought was good. But it's interesting though. It's like uh, it's funny because when uh, you go to a New Hope, and the the message is, uh, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi." Uh, you know, my father. You went with my father during the Clone Wars, and now they're going to have to like put in a little bit there. Oh, and by the way, we had that little adventure when I was eight. <laughs> She might yeah. not remember that. And and the only way I think they can cover that off, and it's the sweetest, most sentimental uh, moment at the very end of that season where 
he tells her that she has qualities from her father and qualities mm. from her mother. But be careful because if they find out that we know each other, it's a problem. So her holographic uh, message pretends she doesn't know him yeah, to keep yeah, that relationship yeah. uh, secret. Effectively. Very true. So I think I think you get a pass. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. And no, still no hope that required. she's evil. No. <laughs> <laughs> So Vice Admiral Holdo by Holdo, La- Laura yes, Dern yes, yes. is the one. Yeah, that's it's, it's known as a manoeuvre, I think. Now. The Holdo manoeuvre, yeah. yes. yeah, Nice. But that's just, that. I mean, a lot of people don't like The Last Jedi, but um, yeah, I, I do like it. I, I think I, that'll yeah. change over time, yeah. a bit like how people give the, the prequel trilogy a bit more of a pass and mm. have a fondness to it because they watched it when they're kids and now they enjoy it as an adult. I think mm. that movie will get a pass eventually as well. Yeah. I think a lot of people were just annoyed because it was like just a slow car chase through space <laughs> for most yeah. of the movie. And it was like the, the, the people on board the ship just going, we're just going to fuck off to a casino well for a while. <laughs> yeah. Fear! <laughs> and they go off what, to the casino. Watch the horse racing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so they go off and do that. And well, Ray had already gone off to, to find Luke. So, so obviously she wasn't in the, mm. the slow moving car chase. She comes back at the end. But I mean, Empire was a bit like that. Like Empire, mm. everyone was doing their, their separate thing. The middle act of a trilogy mm. is a tough one to not just feel like filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Empire did a great job of it being, you know, plenty moody. Mm. But that uh, for for me, when they go to the, I think it's crate the the planet mm. which is all the, the salt uh, the, but the, the salt, red dirt the, underneath yeah. yeah when they're they're like buzzing along there and like kicking up the the salt and having the mm. red stuff come through mm. that was some epic filmmaking oh, graphically um, so strong yeah. and yeah. the uh i love those little uh crystal fox type things yeah. they were brilliant as well who saved the day um yeah exactly yes yeah. it's true true yeah. um the uh, you know when they went to the, they when they went to the casino world i i liked it showed the opulence like you mm. know it's it's the the empires like turning the, the sorry the first orders turning the world to shit, but there's still all these rich people enjoying themselves and uh, and, it's just- and and uh, Andor has a little bit of that too around Mothma's parties. There's yeah. people in there who don't really care if it's Empire or Republic, yeah. as long as they can keep their wealth, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, very self-serving. But yeah, it, but it just goes to show you just how like you know wide expanse of the universe is, and that they're going further back as well. Like one of the new movies that's been uh, announced uh, is millennia the, earlier. Yes, yeah. multi millennia earlier. I think the first Jedi. Mm. This this one really does interest me. I think that era is referred to as the dawn of the Jedi, mm-hmm. so it's right back. And I think they're they're pitching it as like almost like a biblical kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward, to it. and they got it in their Man of the Hour. Um, in is it James Mangold? James Mangold, yes. So yes. yeah, he's he's obviously got the new Indiana Jones movie coming yeah. out. So if they want to, you know, take a very fresh and different take on it, I think they put it in safe hands there. Well, I mean, he's he's good with uh, you know genre films. I mean, he, he's done. Did you, two- do, did you do Hellboy? No. Or is that someone else? Uh, Hellboy is uh, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, yeah. And the new Hellboy, I don't know who the director of it is, but um, the uh, he did Logan. And oh, yeah. And he mm. did uh, the Wolverine before that. Mm. So he did the Wolverine. So the Wolverine is kind of a The more, one set in Japan? Yeah. The origin. Yeah. And the origin was the one before that, which had Deadpool in it. Uh, oh, which, yeah. Uh, we, won't speak, we won't speak of that. Yes. Um, <laughs> But uh, the Wolverine uh, was the one, first one he did. That was set in Japan, and that was drawing on a lot of inspiration from from the comics. Mm. Um, and then he did Logan, uh, which was the like Wolverine, the end kind of thing. Arguably one of the best Marvel 
movies, I think. Um, yeah. I, really, I really like the uh, best X-Men movie. I oh, okay. I'll, I'll go with X-Men movie, yes. But mm. uh, Marvel movie, I, I think no, there's, <laughs> there's other, back. Meant, other contenders in there, yeah. uh, including Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 3. Very good film. Um, and but just came out this week? This week, yes. Really? Yeah, with, uh, Kat and I have seen it uh, twice already. It, nerds. it was kind of cathartic, though, because the, the movie, it's a very rocket-centric. And uh, mm. it's uh, rocket is not in a good way for a lot of the film, and uh, we had our our dog die this week, and so it oh. was. But it was good because we needed to have a good cry, and that that did, like, the, did the job. Oh God, did it do the job? <laughs> Mind <laughs> you, we weren't the only ones crying in the cinema. No, that's why you could you could literally hear people sobbing. It's yep. it's like, but it, and it wasn't as bad. Like it wasn't as emotional as what was that movie that we saw that was a Christmas movie, but we didn't see it until like January or February this year. Um, the two guys. It was based on a true story. Oh, um, <sighs> don't spoiler alert. The yeah, hero yeah, dies or something, yeah, or was so, that was the yeah, book? Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I think it was just called spoiler alert, and mm. then yeah, the book had the hero dies yeah. in the title. But um, like I was ba- so bad crying in that that I thought I was actually going to start like sobbing, and there was no. There was no score at the time, so there was nothing to cover. I'm just like going, oh, 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 I'm gonna. I'm just like think happy thoughts, think happy thoughts. And after the movie, Lewis is like going, yeah, I was pretty close as well. And he like does this honking noise when he really starts to go. A geese sob. It helps Cat because I just I've only ever done it once, and it was when uh, it was two years ago when Abby had her like cluster seizures, and we seriously thought she was gone then, mm. and we were in the car just. Because we just had dropped her at the yeah, vet hospital, yeah. Yeah, so we'd left her at the, the vet hospital. They were like putting her on the like major drugs for a few days, and we we just pulled out and went onto the road. And I had to pull over, and I just like was inconsolable for about a minute. And yeah. it was, but the, the honking thing made laugh. <laughs> so that bro- broken <laughs> moment. There, there, there was some, there was some, yeah, a bit of levity, levity there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so what we're talking about, uh, where where were? <laughs> I, th- Sorry, I think I, I think we started with timeline, <laughs> yeah. and then we just nearly got back onto that topic because at Celebration they yes. announced some really big extensions to that timeline, jumping forward with Rey as a Jedi yeah. Master. So. Uh, yeah, and so then that, really far back to the dawn of cause, the Force. Because with Rey as a Jedi Master, that's like uh, 15 years mm-hmm. in the future, mm. um, which is interesting because how, like with um, uh, Rise of Skywalker, uh, how much, when, when did that come out? How much time has passed since Rise of Skywalker? Is like four years since that came out? Yeah, I, th- I, I think it's actually quite a short period. It's not as long as the original trilogy duration. But yeah, I'd have to Google that one. I think it's quite a quick one. And I think that was maybe some of the um, niggle with some fans was that she became a Jedi Master very, very quickly mm. without very much training. But yeah. But I mean, the thing, the thing oh, is. In like, terms of the timeline in the trilogy. Yeah. yeah. I think it happens quite over quite a short period. Yeah. So your Rise of Skywalker is 2019. So that was. Yeah, I knew it was yeah. just. Oh, are you, talk, are you talking yeah, about yeah. date release? Date, I'm sorry, date release. Oh, right. so, okay. so that's four years. Um, so I'm wondering, like, you know. How? When are they going to start filming this new film? Like, are they yeah. are they giving themselves fifteen years because they're like, well, you know, that gives us like another eleven years to get no. this thing done. So, so the only thing I read on that recently was that Kathleen Kennedy mentioned that the release structure is going to be a bit more like Bond, so a few years between movies right. mm. rather than you know, pump one out every year regardless of yeah, what yeah. happens, kind of thing. Because that's what they were which, trying to do, yeah. Which is where I think they fell over before and rushing some stuff out. But um, I think 
making it a bit more of an event mm-hmm. and sort of building up to it nicely, I think, is probably what And they've the got way plenty of TV content to keep people happy in yeah. the meantime. Because mm. Skeleton Crew comes out this year, doesn't it? I think it's the end of this year, I think. Mm. But that would be uh, sorry, coming of age story. I think there's quite a bunch of younger kids mm. or teen kids in it. I think so. That sounds yeah, quite I interesting. Read a lot about it, but yeah. it's. Um, I think that's the next thing that's just after come Ahsoka. Out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. But it makes it makes sense that um, that Ray would you know, have like innate abilities based on her heritage. Mm. I mean, you know, being the granddaughter of Palpatine, you know, surely that there's going to be something fairly, in that. Fairly decent midichlorian kind. You think so? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny how they've dropped midichlorians. I, I wonder if they'll dig that back up for the, the Dawn of the Fours movie. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> The story about that first midichlorian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah discovering the midichlorian. Well, maybe the first guy goes, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of midichlorians. I go, midichlorians. That's the, the force is just in everything. Just shut up with your midichlorians. <laughs> um, Retcon it out. Yeah. <laughs> but the, um, yeah, having, having Ray there, uh, like being a Jedi master, training like a, 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 bunch, of, mm. a bunch of Jedis and not fucking it up would be nice because what not taking them all out yeah not not, not having them all die because <laughs> yeah. like, i was thinking i think every like, send your kids to our jedi yeah. school we promise not to kill them we'll do this better time. this time yeah. <laughs> i think i think everyone was like looking forward to seeing you know jedi master luke skywalker mm. training a bunch of kids seeing this new generation of jedis rising does, does it feel a little bit like yeah, maybe we should have done that last time. Let's do it this time. Yeah. And, and try and get it right. Yeah, well, this is what so, we missed. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, is that Mark Hamill uh, is still around and Mark Hamill is a force ghost as we've seen him. Mm-hmm. So there can still be Mark Hamill in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be. I think they're, I think they're trying to downplay that as a, a level of involvement. I think, I think, that, and from what I heard as well is that Ray's character isn't the main character in it she's the one that sort of drops in occasionally oh, wow. through the story she's the big name from a continuity point yeah. of view but i think they're going to build a bunch of new stuff around her as well but i think that's the thing with star wars is taking the unknowns and and building them up like mm. you know because i mean harrison ford mark hamill carrie fisher weren't big names when star wars was first done uh and and so you know that's that's a beauty of it like take unknowns and then build a story around them and then you know you know start their careers and mm. and do that sort of thing so um yeah i think that's that's always the way it's been with star wars so yeah well, and they can kind of do it because the universe itself has got such a big following it's not like you need to have a name playing the characters yeah, yeah. like you don't need the star power to get people into the cinemas and i think Looking no, at the something fr- like the franchise is the draw, not necessarily yeah. actor. In it. Yeah, like Guardians, they obviously cast it because they wanted people to be attracted to the series, because uh, to the series, to the um, property, to the property, because no one had it's any quite, familiarity. It's quite unknown, yeah. yeah, and so that's probably why they got someone like Bradley Cooper to do Rocket and and Vin Diesel to have his yeah name on the board, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and just attract people that way. Whereas like. Looking at it now, it would have been so much better if Sean Gunn had just done Rocket from end to end. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's another gripe. Because I, want- I think Bradley Cooper phones it in. The fact that he didn't actually voice the, the, ride. the stuff on the ride. It's just I just don't like, get that. How much hard work is that to do like it? Yeah. Like, you could do that in your house and text it over. Yeah. 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 Most people have got like, most actors seem to have like little booths that are set up yeah. in their house that they can just record stuff. That's, it's anyway, a- it's a, and it wouldn't it's a need gripe. to be the most 
you know, Oscar-winning performance of a vocalist. It I, just needed to be the right sounding voice, saying the right lines. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's one or two lines. That's all he's got in that that, that yeah. freaking thing. Yeah. It's like just maybe just, just maybe wait too much cash for it. Anyway, yeah. nah, I'll do it. Possibly. But the thing is, it's so. And again, how difficult it is is it to get a sound alike to sound alike? <laughs> like yeah. it's, are, your, it's your one job yet to do. Yeah. Couldn't <laughs> Ralph Garman have just gone in yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there are people like have got that that uh, ability to hear something and replicate it, mimic. So mimic it to yep. the note. Why don't you get one of those people and just go? Uh, this is what we wanted to say, and just like just do it in that voice it's like they, i don't get it it's all right weird. sorry i managed to pull it back mm. into trouble again i'm very good at that <laughs> <laughs> well the, the thing is that the uh they're casting fantastic four at the moment mm. and there's a really strong rumor that um uh damn it kylo ren um adam driver, adam driver is gonna be cast as reed richards mm. um which is i don't know to you me wouldn't you yeah uh, an approach where you get some new talent in with not a lot of star baggage. It's maybe not a bad approach for Fantastic Four too. I think so. You just try and you know do a full hard reset with some new talent. They seem to try and shoehorn someone into the character all the time, and it doesn't mm. necessarily work. Because who have we seen? Play uh, that we saw so uh, the guy from the office Owen, most recently. We saw. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, was it? Uh, I never saw that one. The um, um, Yon, um, what's his name? Grifford. Yeah, yeah, Ian Grifford. Yeah, he's um and. He at least kind of looked the right kind of look for for Reed. Mm. Yeah. Um, then in then they had that Fantastic Four that we should never speak about because it was terrible. Um, uh, Apocalypse or no? They, it was uh, first class. Or? No, this is Fantastic Four. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, Silver Surfer. That one. No, no, no Sur- not that. Not part of that one. It was the one where they had. Um, was it 2015 oh. where they had. Um, oh, Miles Teller. Yeah. Was that the one? Yes. Oh, yeah. Jessica Alba. Miles yeah. Teller. That was like, okay, there was a Ultimate Fantastic Four where they were younger characters. So that's what they were trying to go for. But that was a terrible film. But I just think they need to to get back to, you've got you know, Reed Richards. He's an older dude. Uh, he's married to Sue Storm. She's like younger, like not like, not major. Like mm. you know, Reed's just like a guy with a bit of silver. Like not gross younger, just a little <laughs> yeah. bit younger. Yeah, um, just old enough to have a little bit of gray hair, yeah, not, the, gray. not the full yeah. lot. Yeah. Well, like a good five years, you'd say gray hair, yeah. not gray hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then like they've got uh, their their brother Johnny Storm, and then they've got you know, Benjamin Grimm. Like mm. it's you know Benjamin Grimm, you know not the most intelligent guy in the world, but great. Uh, you know, great um, uh, pilot and stuff like that. It's not hard. Like the, it's a very straightforward kind of thing to do. But they just and admittedly, I think the the Fantastic Four films they did before were good good movies. But mm. then of the time. But yeah. Do you think that trying to reboot that particular um, franchise is a hard ask given the sort of baggage of duds that people consider yes. have gone in the past it's like yes i you, think you've got, there's, a, there's a lot of convincing to be done there to get bums and seats i think unless you bring them in to something that people are already gone to see like it's um you know, they turn up and you know 
an Avengers movie or something, just sort of you know out of left field they appear and then they can oh. have their own show after that if they're good enough. Kind yeah, of thing. and they could do it in a way where we don't have another freaking origin story. Yeah, that's why I really like that. Um, the so, there's a whole bunch Spider-Man. of comics over there if you want to know how it started. Yeah. Just go and do that. Yeah. It's like every time they make a Superman movie, they have to tell the same. I know he's from Krypton. Yep, it's fine. It's like yeah, 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 Krypton. You know, it's gone. Uh, but I mean, that's the thing. I think that they're. I mean, the next Superman movie has been done by James Gunn. Mm. Uh, I don't know oh, if you've so heard. Of, be another one. I don't know if you've oh. heard. Superman yeah. Legacy. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I don't know if you've heard of James Gunn, but he's a very good filmmaker. Mm. Uh, made a, a couple of Guardians of Galaxy films. Yeah, well, this the might Suicide be his Squad. first dud because you know. Why do you hate Superman so much? I'm literally, <laughs> sitting, <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> sitting here in a Superman t-shirt. It's not that I hate Superman. I think that he's a good character. Yeah. Um, I just think that he's perhaps a little limited in what they can do with him or what they have done with him. And if I see another freaking origin, I'm just going to... It's like Spider-Man. Like, how many times can you watch Uncle Ben die? Mm. Like, I do like the little jive that they make about that in the... um the latest Spider-Man yeah, animated yeah. trailer. Three of them are there. Oh no, uh, the Into the Spider-Verse one. Y- yeah, what, what's the new one going to be called? It's. Um, I think is isn't it Into the Spider-Verse a new is one? Is it? Or, yeah, it's something I can't like that. remember yeah. what it's called, but it, it looks like it's going to be amazing, mm. like the previous one was. But we're still talking about bloody Marvel, <laughs> and you managed to get a bit of DC in there, Lewis. Well done. Sneaky. And can we go back to Star Wars, please? And thank you. Yeah. Can. We um, maybe a quick um, recap on Kenobi because I don't think you've covered, covered no, that. No, yeah, that's a. Um, I mean, we touched briefly on it in terms of having Leia being more of the focus mm. rather than Luke, which was, like you say, one of the best bait and switches that we've seen mm. in a while. Um, did you? I found it really fun. That's that's. I think I hope what they were aiming for is that it was. It was fun and I was really worried that it was going to be really dour and, you know, based on where his character, where we, um, where he sort of ends up, that he might have been a little bit sadder about everything, but he's kind of, he's kind of cool. I think his story arc was, was good for the yeah. duration of this, what, six episodes mm-hmm. to going from, you know, full on retired, buried lightsaber, no powers through to having to be back at sort of max strength again to take on Darth at the, in the very episode. I quite liked that growth that he went through, through mm. the six episodes and it felt pacing like it was about right and, and the path sort of inspiring him again and things like that. And I thought that worked quite well. I think at its very core, there is risk in telling a tale that's slotted back into mm. the original trilogy. A universe or just before that because you could be really careful you don't sort of muddy the waters a little bit so when you rewatch one of the existing movies that things don't feel quite right anymore so i think they treaded a real fine tightrope and pulled it off i think as well especially at the very end i thought it was uh it wrapped up strong well because you're saying like there, there was that that thing with the layer doing the um the, you know you you were uh, you knew my father from the Clone Wars thing, and you're right. They they kind of like address that so that that mm. can mm. you know still be you know make sense. The other thing is that the last time we met, uh, I was the student and you were the master, um, and now it's the the reverse kind of mm. thing. And you think that they're referring to like the, the I guess like once the prequels came out, the battle uh, in the lava where mm. Obi Wan beat him then. But then now they've had another battle since then, mm. and again Obi Wan best him yeah. again. And I thought they did a nice little nod tie-in when it's really emotional that scene where he has to sort of lose his friend all over again, mm. mm-hmm. and 
and as he's walking away, he refers to him as Darth. Mm. And that's then the next time you see him, it's on the Death Star, and he refers to him as Darth there. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's a nice little connect. And, and also the the fact that uh, like Obi Wan up until like that point had been holding on to the know, grief of that. Yeah, thinking he was the guy that killed Anakin, mm. and then and he almost lets him off the hook. In, yeah. in a way by saying, no, I did that. You didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. I killed Anakin. It mm. wasn't you. And so when he says to, to Luke that, you know, uh, Anakin Skywalker, so Darth Vader was a, a, Je- a Jedi who turned to the, the dark side and he killed your father. Mm. It makes again, a bit more sense. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That, that one always sort of felt like it was a bit off and hence from a certain point of view in the, in the subsequent mm. films is, is used as that sort of, well, let's straighten that up a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it's, I think they did a really nice job of, and even, um, it sort of sends Obi-Wan off and be able to put his grief behind him and have potentially a new adventure that isn't focused around Darth Vader again. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, they really left him with a new kind of focus yeah. at the end. I think that that was, that was nice of riding off into the sunset like that. And then on the other side, they also get the Emperor telling Darth, stop mucking around with that guy. Mm. Get on with your job kind of thing. Mm. And, um, and it makes him sort of stop being as obsessed. And you, you hope they just go off on their, their separate ways until that meeting again in episode four. But even in, in Rebels, where like they 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 find uh, that there are a few Jedi's still around, mm. and and Darth's like, oh, maybe Obi Wan, and and Pal's like, just let it go, yeah, man. Stop let it, you're obsessed. <laughs> um, what do we think of the Inquisitors in Obi Wan? Yeah, I think um, the fact that there was four that you saw, the mm. Grand, then you know, fifth and fourth and seventh brother or whatever, I think. Two out of those four characters didn't even really do anything. So they were sort of just pretty much window dressing, mm. like the guy and the f- fourth sister, they, they didn't add anything to the story. Looked kind of badass and quite cool. Yeah, I think having, having a few of them there gave it a little bit more gravity that mm. they're like very organized and, and. Did they, did they go through like with the inquisitors? Did they kind of go? These were some of the younglings that we, we took from the, uh, cause that's. I a- think it was implied. Because yeah. they did have that scene. I think, yeah, I they, think that's right. Um, where he takes the um, the younglings away. Could you imagine though, if they sure. if they if they retcon that, and it's like it's not Anakin going in there and just slaughtering all these younglings, but it's like he goes in there, captures all these younglings, and turns them to the dark side. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it kind of like you know lessens the evilness of of Darth Vader because he hasn't just killed a bunch of kids. But I mean, is but that- maybe that was what he went in to do was to select the ones that had potential to turn to the dark side. Mm. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of stuff happens off camera and mm. left to your imagination. And yeah, it's, and it's like a holographic shot of you know, something happening, but you don't see all of it. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to handle that. Yeah, <laughs> anything more than that, then yeah, the rating changes real quick. Yes, true, true. But it's interesting as well with uh, Obi Wan how yeah he's because. Uh, um, Yoda gave Obi Wan that task at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith that you, you can commune with uh, mm-hmm. Jedi's who have passed. So go on, have a chat with uh, with Qui Gon. That's your your task for the next twenty years. Yeah, get training. So he's there, and like very early in the season, he's like, you know, Master Qui Gon, Master Qui Gon, and, and just get nothing back. Mm. And it's not till he goes on his quest with with Leia, and he comes back, and then it's like Qui Gon just like rocks up, and goes, "Hey, dude, how's it going?" <laughs> and 
Uh, you're, re- <laughs> you're ready now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, ke- what kept you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was it, that was good, and uh, but it makes the, the thing is that you get to the end of that, se- that series, and it's like I- I'd like a second season, please. Mm. And there's been no second season announced. Uh, Ewan said, "Yeah, I'm bang up for it. Let's do this." And yeah, I, I don't mind if they wait ten years to do that. Yeah, and just age him up a little bit and mm. um, put him somewhere between the two, and it's yeah. I think, you can always go back to that well. I think it doesn't, need to, the, doesn't need to be immediate. Yeah. Where in the timeline is Ahsoka going to fit? Uh, that's going to be in the same timeline as Mandalorian, so it's post Jedi. <coughs> the, the Mandoverse. Yeah. So it'll it. be. I'm just trying to think. So Obi Wan is before Mando. Uh, Obi Wan's before A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like so ten years between episodes New Hope. three and four. Okay. So the Ahsoka that we saw in Obi Wan. Was we didn't, we didn't see Ahsoka Obi Wan. We saw Ahsoka in in Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett. Oh my goodness! Okay, and right. and, Mandal- and Mandalorian. Yeah, this is what happens when you watch so much <laughs> content. Yeah, <laughs> this is like because oh. if you saw Ahsoka in uh, Obi Wan, yeah, she would be uh, like a teenager Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, Obi-Wan. yeah. Right. No, because I was wondering whether there might have been scope to have, but there's not. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> I mean, Ahsoka's... Well, you, you, know. could, you could have a teenager Ahsoka turn up in Obi-Wan. Yeah, no, 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 because I was wondering whether there might have been scope for Obi-Wan to turn up in the new Ahsoka series, but obviously not. As a force ghost. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> but like, you know... We would have to dig up a person to, 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 to play the part, though, <laughs> so that'll be difficult. Yeah, yeah. Look, that's not going to work. Yeah. It was weird when I was watching Rebels and um, uh, Tarkin turns up mm. and you're just going, wow, the CG on this is so much better than in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't terrible. No, no. no. I, I should- think it was quite doable. Even on like the 4K, I thought it was quite oh, doable. Yeah, yeah. But I think the mistake that they made was not making everyone in the scene CG. I think they should have done motion capture just so you didn't have that mm. distinct difference mm. between the people that – were filmed versus the CG character. Yeah, true, true. I can see that. And it would have worked better. Yeah. It's odd though when you... It's like, remember, what what TV show was it where they didn't get to film something and so they added it back in as an anima- animation, the scene that they couldn't they couldn't do? Oh, my goodness. That wasn't, I've got distinct... It, it wasn't in... Uh, a Star the, Wars thing or a different show. Justice League, uh, the Snyder Cut. The, the Tash. Superman's Tash. Oh, Superman. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. There was something where they had to, um, they couldn't film something. I don't know whether someone passed away or what the story was or whether they just couldn't get people back together mm. again. It was something that was filmed around COVID and they had to, um, they couldn't film the last scenes. And so I'm sure this is how it went. Wasn't there the guy from the Fast and Furious movies? Didn't he die mid production and then yeah. his brother did some yeah. shots yeah, of him yeah, from yeah. the back or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really going to annoy me. I'll come back I, in the next episode. It. Fair so. enough. Um, the, the, and just quickly jump, we're jumping around a little bit, but mm. tangents are fine. Um, exactly. <laughs> but I, I did think that the most recent season of The Mandalorian sort of had a few bits in it where you seem to be going off what I thought the main story was going to be. Not to the point where all of a sudden halfway through Boba Fett it becomes The Mando show. Yeah. Not quite as obvious as that, but it did seem that... Um, it became the retaking of Mandalore and Bo-Katan's story mm. for the second half. It seemed to be more her focus. Mm. And I think that's okay, that's okay. But how it sort of wrapped up was 
it almost felt like he'd put his feet up and retired a little bit and he'd got this sort of new respectable job and they got a bit of a nice house and garden for the kid to play in and it felt a little bit neat and sort of you could almost just leave it there if you wanted to kind of thing oh you could do yeah, yeah, yeah. i think I'd, I'd really like to do like a whole show on mandalorian and where that ended up because like mm. i have so many thoughts and <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like are they gonna do more uh, is this it well i wonder like, if, i wonder if they will before the movie that Dave Filoni's going to do. Oh, I think they've, they've got to do another season of Mandalorian. Well, I mean, Filoni said that it's he's writing it or it's written. Mm. The season? Four. Mm. But that could also be, well, maybe that writing becomes the movie or part of the mm. movie. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see. There's no announcement on when it's filming or anything. I think Book of Boba Fett, is, that's the one that's just like, it's 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 frustrating um, that you didn't get a full series about Boba Fett mm. and the uh, yeah obviously you've got to do his backstory. How do you get out of the Sarlacc pit? Why are you kind of now a good guy and not mm. a not the bad ass bounty hunter that we used to know? Mm. Um, so and then the fact that they did go okay, two episodes of this is now Mandalorian. Mm. That was kind of frustrating. Like I mean, they could have taken those two episodes to be the first two episodes of season three of Mandalorian. Well, I think for me, the the enigma that was Boba Fett's gone mm. Mm. now, as you bring him up to date, um, you know what he's all about and you know, why he's doing what he's doing. So mm. that sort of, I guess, appeal and charm that he made him so popular before, that's you have to kind of only like that version of Boba Fett in those films, basically. Because the new one's quite different. Mm. I think sometimes when you, you go too far into a character's past and try to explain who they are, does take away some of the appeal of the character. Like with like a character like Wolverine, when you didn't know where he came from or why he's got... But the, you had like little snippets of information, yeah. so you kind of got to just think what you thought. Yeah, it um, kind, of, kind of yeah makes him more of an enigma. But as soon as you... you and, and you start to fill in the blanks yourself, yeah. lets your imagination mm. do some of the work too, and mm. that, that brings you into the story yeah. in a different kind of way. But Whereas if you're told everything, then you know, there's no mystery. You're yeah. just being fed stuff. And with, I thought with, there was some cool stuff though. Like I liked that he was like had like there was a lot more sort of tribal stuff and you know with going and hanging out mm. with the um the sand people mm. Tuscan um, Tuscan Raiders, Tuscan Raiders yeah, yeah. yeah and so you just like it's just it was neat to see that and to like have that really um mystical side of things like with the <laughs> with the lizard going into his brain yeah. <laughs> and I think that it, I kind of understand what you guys are saying in terms of like, you know, what the character was, but I quite enjoyed the way they fleshed it out. Mm. And I liked some of the characters that we got introduced mm. to as well. But mm. the fact that they made it season 2.5 <laughs> yeah. of Mando mm. is a big issue for me. The, it was hijacked. The, the thing, the thing for me is that we've we've now seen. So now we know, like, okay, originally Boba Fett was this guy uh, who turned up in in Empire. And he uh, was just like a mysterious guy, had very few lines, looked cool, mm. and then was eaten by a Sarlacc. And that was his storyline. And then we had the prequels, and it was kind of like, okay, so Boba's dad mm. was a, a guy who was from New Zealand, who they cloned and turned into all the clone troopers. Mm. And then Boba Fett was the one untouched one. So he was a, a, a perfect pure, a pure replicate clone, yeah. of, of uh, Django. And so, okay, you've got this... That, that's the, the setup there. Okay. You know where Boba, Boba Fett comes from now. But then he, Django dies 
and then Boba we don't see again until now a New Hope because they've retconned mm. him into a New Hope, uh, and then we know his story from there. What happened to turn Boba from that clone kid into a kick-ass bounty hunter? That's the story that I there, want to there see. There is a bit of that, I think, in... I think it's in Clone Wars, maybe. There's a few sort of side episodes that has him oh, okay. as a younger character oh. leading a young band of bounty hunters, I think. I haven't watched it all, but I just keep a comics did about he, it now, too. Did he have the uh, the, the uh, Beskar armor and everything at that stage? I think the helmet. Right, okay. I think it might be Tales not long after yeah. uh, Attack of the Clones, I think. That's one thing I'd like to see from uh, from Mandalorian Season 3 is I'm just getting all that Beskar Stormtrooper armor and Moff Gideon's armor and just melting it all down again. Mm. <laughs> Mm. I think the, yeah, that was horrific. I think the 2.5 season of Mandalorian, I've gone back and watched those last three episodes of the Book of Boba Fett a lot more times than the first few episodes mm. of that season just oh. because I just like watching the Mandalorian and then that little bit and then back to Mandalorian. If you watch Mandalorian season three without Boba Fett... Doesn't work. Yeah, you're missing a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Mm. But I think that it also sort of hints to, I think, a greater vision. So with Filoni's movie... He's going to bring in you know, something of a bigger plan, bringing it all together. So you've got Mando, mm, Ahsoka, mm. and Boba Fett, and there's a bigger story to tell, Endgame mm. style, um, with Filoni's movie. So that has a lot of promise, I yeah. think. But you're right about needing to watch Boba Fett to understand Mandalorian, because if you don't, it's kind of like you watch season two of Mandalorian, don't watch Book of Boba Fett, and mm. then you go to uh, Mandalorian season the- three. Where, Grogu was gone. Yeah. Like Luke came and took him. Where, how yeah. is he back? Yeah. So, yeah, it's very much you've got to watch Boba Fett. And, and I think the tone of the season finale for Mandalorian season three was so starkly different to season two. Mm. Like season two was like had me in tears watching that. Yeah. Like it's got such a wallop to it. And then season three just seemed kind of a, just to kind of bounce along with a few nice happy sort of wrap ups. And yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, where's, I've got a where's real the weight I'm looking with for? That last yeah. scene yeah. and the and the 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 punctuation point. Yeah, mm. it's just why? <laughs> it's a it's a heavy like, handed it nod, end? I think. Yeah, I just oh, I don't know, I don't get it. But one thing I did get is that it was that um the last episode of um the blacklist. Oh, right, um, episode, right. um, the last episode of season seven mm-hmm. was, um, stuffed up by coronavirus. And so they animated that. Animated ah. that. I can remember it so clearly in my head. I'm just like, is that, oh, is that the James Spader that... show. Or yeah. Something? yeah. You haven't watched it? No. I, it's I've seen it advertised a lot, but I've never got around to watching it. It's a procedural in some ways, but there's quite a big story arc. Mm. Behind seven seasons it. Is, a, is a lot these days. But, I think they drew it out just a little bit too long. But it's very interesting, um, sort of based in that whole Cold War spy stuff and people mm. sort of coming coming sort of back into play mm. and that kind of thing. It's it's quite interesting. It it surprises me that there's still these shows that are like twenty season twenty um episodes long mm-hmm. per season and it's just like this procedural kind of stuff. Like now now that we've got like streaming and I think the most- they're fading away now. Yeah. 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 I think the sweet spot for TV show runs now seems to feel like three seasons as a yeah. as an arc to tell a tale, and not you won't. I don't think we're going to see shows that run ten seasons yeah. long anymore. Don't overstay your welcome. Well, yeah. I think because the development and stuff like that must be have they maybe streamlined it so they don't feel like they need to get so much value out of a run of a TV show. And maybe long runs of a show, you've already got the embedded audience, and you're trying mm. to get new audience members, so mm. maybe 
you know, make something new and hopefully that'll get mm. new customers coming in. Well, because, yeah, you're trying to get people to buy your streaming service and subscribe mm-hmm. for a year. So, yeah, you do need to put that, that new content in to draw them in. And maybe there's such a large variety of content to choose from that people are almost put off by the mm. need to watch seven, ten seasons when three, oh, yeah, I can handle that. And my attention spans now. You know, can handle a short story. Yeah, some of those like bigger things. I mean, we've done it a couple of times, but Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. It's one of those shows where you've got what 20, <laughs> 20 million seasons. Yeah. No, what is it? Seventeen. Something like that. Yeah. It's a huge amount of content that they've got because there are, I think, they're quite long seasons mm. as well. Mm. I think now they've started to shorten them to about twelve, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Have I got that wrong? Is it still being produced? I think. Yeah. So, there's yeah. a new yeah. season coming out shortly. I think. Um, but it's it's. One of those things that like the show itself develops quite a bit across the the whole time mm. thing. So it's one well of those things that I would recommend people watch. Does it get it into its groove ask. quite quickly? Like often a pilot has a different kind of feel to maybe even the second season. Probably the first <laughs> season itself, like because they did it on a shoestring mm. budget and. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a while to get into its 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 groove. Uh, it really picks up once Danny DeVito joins the cast. Yeah, ah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder whether that's where they had a bit more money to throw behind mm. it because I think he was. Uh, did he start producing it right from the word go, or I'm not, was, not did sure. he come on board yeah. in later seasons? But at the moment, I think it's got a new season coming out this year. I thought, but Danny DeVito just holy like, heck. Um, what? so that's they've got. Up to season eighteen slated, Whoa. and June seven is um, the start of season sixteen. So I think the the, the thing is though, it's not a like expensive show to produce, and they could probably knock them out in a couple of months, mm. and then they can work on their own things. As long as the writing quality is up, and uh, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one of those ones where it's like it's comfort food. I think like yeah. you, you just watch it, and uh, it's like you know, catch up with your friends. Nice. Um, now that we've tangented it off to yet another <laughs> thing, should we but wrap this baby up? Let's wrap sure. this up and get some lunch in. Yeah? Sounds yeah. good. All right, cool. You can do the outro. Thank you, Lewis. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening to Tangent City. Um, we'll hopefully be back shortly with another episode. <laughs> um, we've got the incentive. I think we do need to get a spoiler cast of um, Guardians <laughs> out, so... I think we've got Nick just about convinced. Yes, yes. So we'll be uh, doing that. Uh, and then we, we will be doing a, a proper like breakdown of Mandalorian, uh, give people a chance to re-watch it a few times beforehand. Mm. And then we'll have a, a like a uh, episode by episode you know, breakdown mm. and uh, what we thought and whatnot. Uh, but if you want to uh, listen to more of the Gentleman of Pop Culture uh, podcasts, uh, Kat and I do a little podcast called Diz Down Under, have been doing that for many a year. Half hour outro, probably, <laughs> uh, where we we talk about the uh, you know the, the Disney theme parks, movies, etc., etc. Uh, so you can uh, listen to that on your podcast of choice and join us on Facebook. We also have Unscripted the Film Show, where every week myself, Rachel, and Cecilia talk about uh, films being released that week. Also, uh, films on streaming uh, and other things as well. There is a bit of tangenting in there every now and again. Yes. Uh, so again, there is a Facebook for that as well. Uh, so yeah, do in. Enjoy, and we will catch you all next time. Oh, thank you very much for joining us, Lee. I should say that as well. <laughs> my, like, oh, my pleasure. What you were yeah. supposed to wrap up yeah. with. So, thank you very much for joining us, Lee, and we hope to have you back to do the the Mando talk shortly. Always good fun. Uh, thank Thanks. you, Catherine. 
always good to have you here. We're, you're always here, so that's uh, <laughs> running the place. Good. <laughs> It'd be very hard to have a show without you. But, uh, okay, we're done. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture. <laughs>